Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. Hey, we're here. We're back. We're recording. I'm in the basement. It's cold. It's Minnesota. We keep getting snow. We were spoiled all year. And yes, I'm from Minnesota, so I have to talk about it for the first five goddamn minutes to begin the podcast. But this is my New Year's episode, it looks like. Um... I know it's going to be a tight crunch for some of you. If you're a part of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast page or group on Facebook, you'll see the group announcement or whatever. Chad Burke and I are doing a Zoom thing for New Year's. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know what's going to go on. We'll just see what happens. Um, I Chad made that group. And I just got to ask him, I go, are you doing anything for New Year's? Do you want to? I'm like, maybe. And then next thing I know, we're doing this. So, But, you know, rock and roll, man. I, I dig that shit. Um yeah, 2020. It's been a, it's been a year. It's a, that's a, that's all I can say. And next we're gonna be into 2021. And I I saw that meme like everybody else did. Like I don't know how I feel about this. So you know, 2021. You know, whatever. But you know, I I got a feeling. <laughs> I got I don't know if it's a good feeling or bad feeling, but I think things are gonna get better. Um, I want to be able to go outside. I want to be able to do stuff. I want it just like everybody else. We're all fucking going nuts. But, you know, and now it's really bad in Minnesota because we're kind of in lockdown again. It's snow out. Uh, my family and I did break the rules. Uh, we did get together. And one thing I'll say, I don't talk about my family enough on this. Like, it was probably the best Christmas we have had in years, which is rad because we usually fight during the holidays. And my little nephew, David, who I could never get anything good for him, He's never happy with. I actually got him a present this year. He liked a remote control car. He dug it, which makes me happy like everything else. And, <laughs> but uh, I had a weird breath there. I was, I didn't know if I had to swallow whatever, but let me give my sip of coffee here. We are back on the left coast again this week, kids. I reached out to this person because I had it in my head. She was in Louisiana and then we kind of chit chat and then I, thought she was in seattle then finds out she's she's just a traveling gypsy which is awesome um a lot of you know her she i didn't even know up until like two days ago she did uh moped monday's podcast there i said it right my dyslexia didn't get the best of me um but i'm gonna have my guest introduce herself at this moment and i think we might have a little uh, bit of hi a, everybody uh, there we go taryn your favorite philly girl hey, i'm in la now so <laughs> a little right. delay hi can yeah. you hear me yes i can we're gonna okay <laughs> all right taryn so we had a little glitch in the system we had a glitch in the matrix there for a second but i asked taryn to come on second chance moped podcast because you know i don't know what it is with facebook or whatever but like we all get those suggested friends things like 50 times a day at least i do oh yeah and like and i kept see taryn and i'm like she seems like a rad person she's you know, the, the Jason Thompson, you know, typical thing. She's got tattoos. She's got mopeds. She see, she's seems pretty rad. She's in, <laughs> you know, we'll go with that. Um, so I saw Taryn was in, into a whole bunch of moped stuff and just all, all around as traveling birds. I'm like, I want to know this person. So I asked her and then I actually got to hear some of your backstory about a month ago during the lost episode of second chance moped podcast with your former, um, baker's dozen partner Dwayne from the spicy boys Dwayne. yeah I yeah. Love him. yeah Dwayne's an awesome cat yo uh, it was just his birthday the other day yeah it was um 
I, I, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be quiet. I'm gonna hush because I was gonna. I had a joke, but I'm sometimes late at night. I, I, the filter's gone and like. It's all that coffee. <laughs> no, this levels me out. Trust me, turn. Um, but anyways, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we get into people's <laughs> moped stories. What happened the very first time they saw a moped was like, you know, getting into the scene a little bit, kind of middle part and what it's like today. So, Taryn, let me ask you, what was your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily get on, but your first time you remember seeing a moped. Do you want me to stay? Yeah. Yes? No, no. no, this Sorry. is where this is. Sorry, everybody. We've had kind of a little bit of an issue here last couple of weeks, but you know what? It's 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 worth every penny you paid for the podcast. Okay, so um, back in like 2008, I was really into seeing mashup DJs and traveling to see them. So I had gone to Chicago to go see these two mashup DJs I was really into called the Hood Internet. Um, they were really good friends with Flostradamus and that whole scene in Chicago. Um, and Hollywood Holt had opened up for them. So um, I was really impressed with Hollywood Holt. I had never seen anybody like him or perform like him. I never saw a crowd like his before. So when I got home, um, back to Philadelphia at the time, I looked up Hollywood Holt and the first video that came up was the video for Throw a Kid on It. And yeah, yeah. I just I just remember seeing the video and being like, whatever that is, I need that like right now. And so, so I started awesome. a search, which lasted about I don't know, I said like maybe like two years before I found the moped that I wanted, okay. um, which was the moped I still have. And I don't think I'll ever get rid of her. It's my moped, Dean the Girl. It's a Sax Eagle 3. Nice. Um, it's got a 505D on it and it's got the coaster brake so I can skirt all over the place. No. Um, the top tank, it's beautiful. I painted it teal and orange. Let me ask you this. Why did it take you so long to find the one yes. you wanted? <laughs> I really wanted a top tank and um, they're, they were actually pretty hard to find back then. I mean, they're pretty mm -hmm. hard to find still and you, you're definitely going to pay a price for them, yeah, but yeah. Uh, nothing compared to that. I didn't want to step through. In fact, the only time I ever really had to step through, I did have a Tomos at one point. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I had a kinetic at one point that was a mess. And then oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I won. Don't tighten anything uh, up too much on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Connecticut was the worst bike ever. Um, then I won a Pook Free Spirit here in Los Angeles, which I still have. Nice. Um, and I also won in Kansas City. I won a Marini Pacer Top Tank. Nice. Um, yeah. At the first Spicy Boys Rally. So uh, that's awesome. really where me and Dwayne became best buddies. And yeah, it was a good time. Nice, nice. Well, let's get back to the East Coast Ooh. and actually Sorry, getting. No, no worries. Um, Sorry. <laughs> let's get back to your East Coast uh, life and mopeds. Um, how did, how was that for you? Like finding the bike and just getting around and where were you living out East? Um, I was in Philadelphia for like in, 14 years. Okay. I how really long consider did you ride myself. Sorry. There, how long did you ride uh, mopeds for out there? Uh, at least six years. I okay. think five or six years. Um, I, I know this because I was really involved with Legion um, which right. is the moped uh, club out there. Um, yeah. How I actually found them, I didn't even know there was a such thing as moped army, moped clubs or anything, but mm -hmm. uh, me and this one member, his name's Emery, he played um, rock, paper, scissors in a <laughs> semi-professional league 
run by Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> that makes me so fucking happy. I remember seeing stuff for that at First Avenue years ago in Minneapolis. So like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was a while ago. And it was a big deal. I mean, I made a lot of friends through that. And um, I remember the one night I rode it to the Rock, Paper, Scissors meetup. And he was like, is that your bike? And I was like, yeah. He's like, what's wrong with it? Why don't you ride it more? And I was like, well, I don't know if it can go that fast. And then I just became friends with Nick and uh, Emery. They wanted to fix my moped all the time. They always came over. Nice. And that's pretty much how I got involved with them. And I met a lot of friends through them. Uh, but I was there for their first rally. And I think they're on Fun Fist 6. So I think that I was, I think I was there for like six, six years riding mopeds. Awesome. So you weren't nearly killed in any of them or... Mm, I actually only dropped my moped. Once. Well, I just wondering if you were at the flood or the spaghetti. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yes, the flood and the spaghetti were the same rally, actually, I believe. Um, and that was Philly Fun Fist three or four. Okay. Me and Bill Ludwig from um, Smog Squad, actually, he had fixed my Honda S90 that year. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't get it to work, and he was very familiar on how to work on small engines. He's amazing anyway. He's a really good mechanic. And so we fixed it that day, and it was the first time I was ever able to ride it. So me and him, instead of going on the ride and eating this bags of spaghetti and getting poisoned and almost dying in the flood, we yeah. just went to go eat spaghetti at a real restaurant. <laughs> And while we just kept getting the group me messages of like, oh my God, like, I remember this one girl, she was pregnant. She was like going to drown. And like, I think somebody saved her. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, this is what's happening. And I remember everybody got back and it was just, I mean, it was a wild party after that it was a wild night. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. was ready to party after that. But <laughs> yeah, me and Bill Ludwig averted that crisis. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you're, you're riding around Philly, you're doing the Legion thing. And I know you've kind of moved cross country here and there. Why don't you talk about um, a little bit of moving your moving excursions? Like how, where was your first move out of Philly? Was it Seattle? No, I actually am. I never lived in Seattle. Um, Why did I, I live, had, you were in Seattle? Cause I went, I lived in Portland. Uh, That's that why me. it's all the mysterious yeah. Westless Midwest boy. Like it's all, <laughs> it's all over there. Uh. Yeah. And that, in that top pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually moved to Portland because of mopeds. Yeah. Um, and my entire trip basically like founded and like fueled by mopeds. I made a two and a half week journey across the country. I hadn't driven a car in like 14 years. Oh, wow. I bought this $450 Ford Windstar, which was my baby girl. Her name is Vanna. I miss her very much. Um, <laughs> I replaced the battery and like the starter on it and just was like, fuck it, I'm going. So um, I stopped, I went to go see from Philly. I went to Scranton to see my family. And then from Scranton, I drove eight hours to Ypsilanti, um, mm -hmm. Michigan to go visit, yeah. um, autumn and, and all the La Femme pedals and, um, all my, you know, my Detroit people came out we had a really good time. Autumn took me to, um, a bunch of cool little like places. And I just loved Ypsilanti. I never thought it was going to be so beautiful there. Yeah, and yeah, I'd never been know there. I'm thinking Michigan and Detroit is going to be like the secret moped, like community coming out of this whole thing. Cause like the more I'm finding out, the more I'm discovering, I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and I know the topography over there. Like I have to get to a rally there. Cause it is. Yeah. Fucking beautiful countryside. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even grand rapids. I mean, the ghost riders are a bomb moped club. I love all yep. of them. Um, I've met them in Richmond and other places and I've just always had a really good time with them. 
Um, but yeah, so from Ypsilanti, I went to Chicago. I stayed with Nina Kativa, um, <laughs> who is one of my moped girls from the day one. I love that girl so much. Um, I also got to hang out with a couple hot and ready's while I was there. Then I went to, I went somewhere else that wasn't mopeds. And then I went to Kansas city and I right stayed on. with Dwayne nice and uh hung out with my spicy boys kent came over oh we had a good time we drank so much so much <laughs> that, that, that all happened I, I was there a couple of weeks about a month ago and like that that happened as well yeah i finally yeah, like <laughs> i was staying at my friend's house and like kent and another friend were staying up drinking i'm like i know marie's like she doesn't care if people say i'm like guys i'm just going to bed like i love you guys but like so like two random people are sitting in the basement working on mopeds. Like I'm, I'm going to bed. That's fine. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. I definitely was hung over in Kansas city. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to think, Oh, I went to the next place I went to was Omaha and right. Omaha to me is one of the best moped cities in the country. I don't think people know cause it's in the middle of freaking nowhere, literally. And yeah. it seems very like isolated, but, um, between it, it's Sharon a rare, it's Ed, a, it's a fun all, community. I'll say that. that it it is. sure is. I absolutely adored every second I spent in Omaha. I want to go back there so much. Um, I love Sharon and Ed. I, I love, I love everybody. I got to go, Cheryl came out to see me. It was nice. It was really, really special. I got to meet uh, Dasha and Nellie, which I have never met them before off the internet. It was like, it was like a moped reunion. Jim um, uh, B from, I think he's from somewhere else in Nebraska. He came down. It was like a party. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after Nebraska, I was pretty much off of the moped trail until I got to um, Sacramento. And then okay. I stayed with uh, Nick Avey from the Land Squids. And I also okay. stayed, I think I stayed with Sarah from Queens of Noise too. Mom, Sarah. I can't remember <laughs> if that was that trip or when I drove like 35 hours to see Smash Mouth in one weekend. But Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you are that dedicated to Smash Mouth. I am. Um done dumber things it's okay there's no judging here there's no yeah judging. it was it was hey. a time in my life you know exactly i like i said you know those moped moped are not road trips they're just um they're pretty freaking rad especially how when people come through moped communities how that moped community will come out for them and like me anytime, love that. anytime somebody from outside the state like is in town like Uggsby from Upjet came through yeah. last fall Hell and yeah. I'm like and like I don't know like hey I got a bike for you and Parker like reached out to me and I'm like yeah dude got a bike no matter what and then I fucking I just on the way to the meetup Uggsby me and another kid were riding and I blew up a clutch I'm like just take my bike I don't care dude like yeah that's, I it's love I love helping people in the moped community and that's awesome what you're talking about people coming together for you at this point yeah yeah it was really beautiful. I, uh, I don't regret any part of that trip. I had such a good time. And so when I moved to Portland, actually, um, I moved into a house with another, uh, moped person and, uh, they eventually moved out and I was able to score this really awesome, uh, little tiny house in a backyard, uh, me and my partner, uh, Pippin from Smog Squad. Uh, we lived in that for like two years and then, uh, we just moved to LA, uh, in July. Uh, the things were getting weird in Portland, honestly, I'm not going to lie, like with the feds being in our neighborhoods and the smoke bombs. And mm -hmm. it was really, really serious. 
loved my moped club. I love the puddle cutters. Uh, Todd, my sponsor, is one of my best friends of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a really special club to me because, sorry, my alarm just keeps going off. Um, they're a special club to me because they did take me in under their wing and we threw the national rally together last year and it was something that I was so happy to be a part of. I had wanted to be a part of something like that for so long and I felt really important in getting people to come to that rally. People came because I invited them and I just, it made me feel like really like full circle with the moped community. Like I was there for a reason. And while Portland's not the city for me, I realized that being there to be part of the national rally was a big reason why I was there. Now what, um, you said you people came there for you and that's awesome. And I love that, especially people, you know, you invite them to your city. Um, what was your role in the putter club puddle cutters at that point? Were you a part of, <laughs> because they had the choose it your own adventure thing. Yeah. So um, I actually designed and sent out all of the invitations, which were little maps with yeah, yeah. every, each one were customized. Like this is the route you to get to, to get to Portland. Obviously they're really mm-hmm. exaggerated and stuff. Um, yeah. But um you know, I had a lot more contacts in my address book than I think the puddle cutters did, which isn't a bad thing. I just had more individual contacts, you know, yeah. like I'm very active on the ladies of moped army Facebook website. And I'm very close with a lot of the women that I, that I have met through there. So, you know, there was groups of people that I knew were getting even like more separated from the mainstream moped clubs that I wanted to make sure had an invitation as well, because those are the people that keep the experience going. This is the whole culture is dependent on new people getting involved. It can't just be the same people all the time. So I wanted to extend this invitation. And so many people were just taken back that I had invited their moped club of like one or two people out that they came. They actually came. So I got to meet so many people. Uh, I also hosted 19 people at my house, which I lived in a vegan commune with 10 people already. <laughs> so there was about 30 people at my house for over three weeks. The rally never ended. That's and a- it was wild. <laughs> well, like that's like, I know you've listened to a few of the episodes and that's what um one kid, one of my buddies, like he had to pick up some parts and he actually went into my basement and he's like, huh. So you can get like 45, 50 people in your basement, aren't you? Jim? <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, don't, I'm not stressed about it. Like I always tell people at the end of the podcast and as it, the, the olive branches out to you as well, Taryn, like anybody who's on my podcast, you're more than welcome to come to my house and stay whenever, just hit me up. Let me know. Um, Hell yeah, especially, same. Dur- especially during rally time. Like I can't guarantee you a bike, but I can guarantee you a spot to sleep. That's, you know, different we'll say that i love saint paul i love it's it's the right side of the river what can i say but um back to your (laughs) back to your journey um so you were the one drawing all the maps that's really rad i saw some of those and those were pretty those were fun those are a lot thanks i really like that idea yeah yeah. oh and i also wrote the theme song obviously i wrote the rally song which was uh uh, my take on all-star nice smash mouth (laughs) that's so awesome um let's let's back up a little bit in your moped journey i my new uh, infatuation is um it's it's pinball is kind of my thing i really hope to see come back but right now you did the baker's dozen um sure did how was it how did that come to be i've heard i heard a little bit and i heard a little bit on your side but like like what for your experience and I, i i have reached out to a few people like you need to do it. Somebody who's like in the mopeds, like 13, 14 years, they never did. It's like, why in the fuck haven't you like, 
and they and this person loves mopeds as much as me you are the next person so like how how did that germ of an idea happen for you um well it had a lot to do with my friend lucy um she was a shank in texas um and she has been somebody in my life that has very much encouraged me especially to do things that might be risky Mm -hmm. um she had asked me to do uh baker's dozen the first year and i i didn't um i just couldn't there was just too much going on i remember there was a bunch of things in the way and I was also getting ready to move at that point. So it just, you know, I was trying to get things ready, but yeah. the second year came around and they announced the, uh, they announced the location and it was from Austin where she lives to, so, yep. uh, uh, somewhere in California, some, mm-hmm. some, I don't know, somewhere down here near Marina Del Rey. <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. honestly have no idea where we were. <laughs> um, I got there, but I don't know where I was. <laughs> It was equal parts the best and worst time of my entire life. Um, I think Travis Puddle Cutter, Travis from Travis Tutorials, he always yeah. says it's like third fun, you know, fun after the fact, you know. Oh yeah, I um he was he was on so him and Andrew, um Andrew is the captain of my club. Him and Andrew did Baker's Dozen that year with me too, but I wasn't on their team. We were on, I was on Lucy and and Dwayne's team, and we had another girl Dara on our team. Um. The bike what, what was your we, bike of choice? Uh, we had a Hobbit that was a mm. monster. Um, I personally like Hobbits a lot, but that thing was like water cooled and had a carb that could hold like a gallon of gas in it. And it was just a lot of problems. Uh, my partner actually had to send us new clutch pads or something like oh, the no. fourth day in overnight them on yep. my birthday because it was I did it during my birthday which was mm-hmm. really fabulous <laughs> but um it wound up costing us a fortune I literally left I left Portland I had just moved there I think it was like I moved there in March and then Baker's Dozen was in May and I had a very busy April trying to like secure jobs and all this stuff yeah. and so I remember the day before Baker's Dozen I was like I can't do this I'm not gonna be able to do this and then I just drank a giant cup of coffee and I was like, I don't have a choice. Like I, as, as I, I as I go. lived my cup of coffee. Yeah. Dwayne, like he said, he literally quit his job. and went on, he did. I did as well. I had a job as a pizza delivery person, which I wasn't really <laughs> attached to that job. I knew I was going to leave it, but yeah, yeah, we quit our jobs. Um, it was a very amazing experience. I mean, I can't imagine not have done it, doing it because I had never experienced uh, experienced that part of the country before and it was that really is, yeah that's a beautiful part really, I have, the only part i haven't beautiful. seen of the u.s like i can't imagine going through like did you guys end up going through like joshua tree or yeah 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 so um we were actually very fortunate to be able to go to the finks moped ranch out in i think it's called like 23 oaks or 23 mm-hmm. palms or something I don't know. It's outside of LA towards Joshua tree, but we got to ride through Joshua tree and uh, Dara and I had both split that ride. Um, When we arrived at Fink's moped ranch, I had set a personal record of going 69 miles per hour on a moped. (laughs) Um, I was also wearing what I can only describe as a denim bikini because (laughs) there wasn't much else on me. Um, But it was really important for my team that I um, that I ride during the desert because Dwayne, I don't know if he told you, but he burns yeah, so he's, bad. 
<laughs> I know the man well so enough to bad. realize like he's a day walker. You know, he's not a redhead. Yeah. But I know a day walker when I see one. Like, did that? Yeah, he used to have these like protective sleeves on, and I was like, Dwayne, I'm a lizard woman. Put yeah. me in the sun. I didn't burn. Yeah. I didn't have one sunburned part on me. I was like twelve different shades browner, and I just See, I lived I, it. I loved I'm, it. I'm I'm weird when it comes to sunburns. Like I burn. I do. Like I'm Irish as fuck. But, but sunburns don't hurt me. <laughs> like it's like that was a huge problem as a kid. Like I get water blisters on my shoulders, and I'd be like, I'm fine, mom. Just let me be outside. She's like, No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, sunburns don't hurt me for some reason. I'm just weird like that. So, um, 69 mile an hour on any bike. That is fucking nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. it was really scary, but I was really proud of myself that I lived. Um, (laughs) That's, that's always a, yeah. When you're getting up in low speeds, like, yeah, I've touched 60 here and there, but like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's moving. It was wild. It was really cool though. Was that a Molossi kit or was that, uh, do you know what the specs were on that bike at all? I think it's a DR kit, right? Is that right? DR kit, maybe? DR is a cylinder. I wonder what you guys used for a head. There's a hybrid that a lot of people are doing right now, and I think um, Stefan Buzzard's going to that. He's doing a DR kit with uh, water-cooled head treat cells. That's what so. we That's what we had. We had a water-cooled head, and it gave us so many problems. I mean, our temp gauge was, like, blowing up the entire time. I remember also, like, like, antifreeze material something shooting up into the helmet and like blinding me for moments it was yeah it was definitely experience and I think that even if you don't really have a grasp on mopeds because I'm not gonna lie I learned so much on that trip I I, like learned mopeds Mm -hmm. on that trip you had to you had no choice yep um it's a really good learning experience for everybody especially if you're with the right people that will teach you and walk you through some stuff Um, and like Dwayne is the master of all patients and Lucy as well. Yeah. And I think uh, Dara and I put them through a little bit of hell, but <laughs> Dwayne is a you really know, rad it, guy. That's all I can say about like, yeah, yeah. And he knows he's going to make a great dad. I can tell you that much. He's yeah. so patient and just, <laughs> he just is always there for a hug, you know? Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I love Dwayne. Yeah. Nothing. I can honestly say with any of those spicy boys, like nothing but positive experience. I give a, Kansas City is a fucking rat. It's like my second favorite it. town. Second favorite town to ride in. Um, Did you get to go to Hickory Union? The yeah. oh, moto yeah. shop? That yeah, place yeah. is so rad, isn't yep. it? It's like, yep. I wish that could exist everywhere. Exactly. Incredible. Well, like, I was down there. I was down there like three, four times this fall, we'll say. Um, and I'm on their Facebook group. And like, I saw they're cooking. And I, I was staying with my friend Marie. I'm like, hey, let's go ride mopeds down there. And like we Hell showed yeah. up and they're freaking feeding us chicken. It was really good chicken too. So like you always, <laughs> if you feed me good chicken or good barbecue, I'm going to be your fan for life. So like, <laughs> yeah, you'll be coming back. <laughs> yeah. but, that's great. Yeah. I love it there. Yeah. Kansas city is a rad town. And like, I swear to God, everybody there knows how to cook barbecue. Like for Thanksgiving, well, <laughs> for Thanksgiving, we're at this um, individual's house and like, what are we having for thing? What's what's for Thanksgiving? Baby back ribs. <laughs> like they just <laughs> they looked at me like I had turds hanging out of my like I didn't know that that's a thing. You thought we do turkey, but I guess in Kansas City you do ribs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah. you know, everything, whatever. <laughs> okay, rock and roll. Um, so, 
you did Baker's Dozen. How did you guys end? I never, did you guys, were you guys able to complete the whole thing or did you have any DNFs in it? We did DNF, um, but you know, it, it wasn't that. Dude, don't be ashamed of it at all. Because like anybody in the moped community understands like, it is so hard to make a bike go a hundred miles without no, without any problems. And then it you really go and like, then go like a thousand, like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and you see, there's a reason why there's, when, when it comes to that stuff, there's three, four pe- groups always in the lead. Well, those are the freaking geniuses of the moped community. Exactly. The rest of us are just trying to grasp at straws, trying to fix things as we go. It, it, the one cool thing that I will say about Baker's Dozen is like, while it is competitive and while there is that, um, that part of it, mm-hmm. it's so much more of a commutative thing yeah. where like no team wants to see anybody do bad. And once you DNF, you're like, you're like rooting for other people. Like I will mm-hmm. always root for Kelly Coombe. She is one of my top human beings on this planet. She's literally over in Switzerland, saving the freaking world right now. Nice. I have been saying this for like years that that girl, we are so blessed to have her in our community and I will always root for her. I will always root for my girls. I'll always root for my friends, but with Baker's dozen, you always want everybody to just yeah. be okay. And it's really, really beautiful. It's something you don't get to see a lot in, in the community as upfront and you all learn something together and you have dinners together and you become mm-hmm. kind of like this traveling crew of, you become one yeah. and it's, it's a really beautiful thing that I, well, I, I would like everybody to experience. Honestly, It's a camping rally, really. I mean, and that's, you know it what I'm is. saying? Like granted you're a moving camping rally, but like you're a camping rally and like camping rallies are still like, I've been to a couple of them. Like there's still some of my most favorite ones, if you will, because like, it seems like it's less of a get people out of town, get people in together as a group. Like grant, we're not trying to click off and like have group groups, but like, have the whole conglomeration do something together. That's what I love. And like mopeds are so inclusive like that anyways. So yeah, they totally uh, are. It's like a my, traveling vacation club. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. It is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's this weird band of gypsies and responsible people all meshed into one. Um, it's definitely a melting pot. <laughs> yeah. So you did what year was your baker's dozen experience uh 2020 it wasn't last summer last summer i guess it was 2017 okay i think or 2018 2017 i think it was sure why not (laughs) i think it was it was the year i left philadelphia but that seems like forever ago you know this year has obviously messed my mind up so oh dude yeah don't even yeah um so why don't you 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 moved to seattle or portland i just about said yeah (laughs) seattle you moved to seattle um you got in in with the puddle cutters um how was that going about getting um prospected and (laughs) joining that group like community because like you said you hung around lgn you didn't like didn't do anything with them um and it was like a moped adjacent person and for legion if that makes any sense like i was never like their club member but i was always at their club stuff you know 
Yeah. Um, but when, uh, basically when I moved to Portland, I had been friends with Todd already and he had talked about prospecting me because he was like, dude, I can't believe you've been like into mopeds for like six years. And like, you know, you're not in a club. And I was like, well, yeah, I had made my own club up called rap Queens to just mm-hmm. make myself feel valid for a long time. Um, which I told you, I'm going to send you some stickers, but, um, yeah, yeah. rap Queens is just like my like club for anybody. There's no rules. There's nothing. You just, you ride a moped and you want to be a rap queen. That's fine. There's no rules, whatever. Nice. But with the, with the, um, puddle cutters that are moped official, m- moped army official, there are some, some very interesting <laughs> things that you have to do to become a member. And, um, um, so, you know, you have blood to have in, blood up. out, homie. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's definitely blood. Um, <laughs> so you have to have a working moped one. That's you a good thing. To... Like I know, Hey, I know people in moped clubs. I've never seen them on a fucking moped. Like, uh, yes, I do too. I know many. It's, it's like, what the fuck? Like, and I'm not in a moped club, so I'm nobody to judge, but like, how can you, you can be, be a moped? <laughs> Why not? I don't care. Like, uh, I'll, I'll throw your sticker up. Um, I, I don't get that. Like, you're in a moped club, but I've never seen you. Okay, yeah. Like, rock and roll. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty great rule, I think. You should have working I mopeds. think that should be a rule for every moped club. You have to have a working moped. Or try to make it work, at least. I well, get I mean, they don't. break. Stuff happens. I get it. They always break. <laughs> yes, they um, do. The second rule is that you have to plan a ride. Um, so that's a really great, um, that was actually one of the best times I ever had in Portland because I took my entire club who had been in Portland, some of them. Ooh. And right now we're going to take a pause at second chance moped podcast because Taryn maybe just did something to her phone. Thank you. So you gotta, you gotta plan, you got to plan your ride in, uh, Portland. I fucking did it again. You were in Portland. Tell me you were in Portland. It was in Portland, yes. Portland. Yes, thank you. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know why. Like I just, yeah, I couldn't remember. So that yeah, that was um, it was actually one of the greatest times I ever had because I took my club, who had some of the members like Bob and uh, Josh and even Todd have been there for multiple years, multiple multiple years. Um, I took them on a ride to a place that they had never been before. That's it was so a fun. Place called Catfish Lose. It was a jazz club. Awesome. And I absolutely fell in love with it because I had been delivering newspapers there. I used to work for um, the Willamette Week, which is like a free newspaper publication. Yeah, yeah. And I delivered to them and I walked in and I remember seeing the band playing and I was like, what is this place? It was like stripper poles and jazz music. And I was like, this is awesome. whack. So um, I wanted to take them on the ride there because nobody had ever been there before. And it was across the bridge where you see like the white stag Portland sign, you know, that mm-hmm. everybody's really familiar with. And, um, that day was actually, it was, it was a wild weekend. We had just come back from, uh, the creatures rally. It was the weekend before. And then I did my ride on a Wednesday and we had some visitors in town and it was was a really good ride. Um, that place catfish lose doesn't even exist anymore. They closed unfortunately due to COVID. So I did feel that it was really meant to be, um, that was one of the best rides I had ever done. I, I was so stoked on it and my club was so impressed. So after I planned the ride, which was the second part, I literally had to wait. I felt like I had waited so long, maybe like six or maybe six months for my cut in, 
which I had actually said, said something to my sponsor, Todd. I was like, am I doing something wrong? Like, why haven't I been cut in yet? Like, what do I need to do? Like, what more do I need to do? And I wanted to be cut in by our rally. It was really important for me. Mm-hmm. And so this one day Todd was like, Hey, I need you to like come over. Like I'm trying to have a party and it's just weird. I feel weird. I was like, all right. And so I got there and like, nobody was talking to me. And I was like, okay I think this is an I think this might be an intervention and then all of a sudden I've had those I've had those (laughs) generally people start telling you how what a piece of shit you are I mean what no this is about you never mind I'm sorry (laughs) yeah it was really weird but um I remember Will Childs in my club he brought his pug puppies which was really important to me because I have two pugs and I love pugs they're adorable Um, and your puppies are adorable (laughs) I love your I love your Instagram updates with them (laughs) they don't leave me alone so they're usually (laughs) demanding photos but um then yeah I I heard I heard some smash mouth and I was like what's going on here and then uh Todd handed me my knife and so when you become a puddle cutter uh your sponsor buys you a knife and Mm -hmm. then you cut yourself (laughs) and you (laughs) (laughs) I hate saying this because it sounds like I'm in such a cult and might be whatever who cares um but puds are a weird cult so don't worry about it it is it's so weird but yeah so you cut yourself and you make a drop of blood come out and you put it on a dollar bill that has the rest of the cutters from the past blood on it and then I believe I think it was Bob that had it I don't even though Johnny's our treasurer I think it was Bob that had the bill and it was absolutely crazy. I couldn't believe it. My partner is like really queasy with blood and stuff. So he couldn't <laughs> even like look at me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and then, so yeah, so then you're supposed to get stitches over your scar, right? Oh. But um, like stitches, like tattooed. And usually oh, okay. Bob does it. I was going to say like, you know what? I've had, I've <laughs> lost count of my stitches in my life. It's over, I've had over a hundred. Oh my god! Never, oh yeah, I've been fucked up a lot. Don't worry. Um, Damn it, dude. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk after the podcast because I don't try <laughs> to make it too much about me. But like, I would rather have staples at this point in my life. Give me staples any day over stitches. Thanks. I've never had like any of that shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, you just got you got to live life a little harder, I guess. I don't know. I just avoid health insurance usually <laughs> if I can. <laughs> but yeah, so the the usual rule is that um, Bob will tattoo stitches over your scar um that you get once it's once it's all healed up but todd had just gotten uh just a real quick side note in oregon you have to go through a school to become a tattoo artist i know it's very weird and it's to being from being from the east coast where you do apprenticeships it's like unheard of to have to go to a tattoo school but Mm -hmm. that's what you have to do in oregon and todd is a really talented artist and he had just just completed his tattoo like school and so I asked him instead of having Bob tattoo stitches and because Todd really had been such an important part of my life getting me into the cutters and really always being just like a really awesome one of my best friends of all time really getting me through the the rough Oregon weather um, I had him tattoo his first actual real official tattoo over my scar and it's a knife with the cutter skull so yeah, yeah um it really made me feel good. And he was so stoked on it too. And it'll always remind me that like I was his first tattoo appointment, like ever. And I just, awesome. that's, that's really special to me. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so rad that especially he got to him being an important part of your life and him getting to be a part of your life now permanently. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I have several Todd tattoos now. Um, he's given me a very big uh, panther on my thigh that's like ripping open flesh, but instead of flesh, it's watermelon. Nice. Um, and I have a little bonsai tree he did for me too. If I ever get up there for a puddle cutters rally, I'll have to give him, have him. Tattoo oh, me. absolutely. Like, I had a whole thing this summer. I was, I was going to plan this year. It started at Tampa. Like I have a pretty gnarly scar going up my leg from my accident. And I was going to have just stick figures with like a flag of like whatever represented that city. Like I have <laughs> a skull and crossbones for Tampa Bay. Like, nice. and then, <laughs> And then fucking Rona happened, shut the goddamn world down. I mean, I got out and I got to travel this summer, but like no tattoo shops were open. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I feel you. Todd, Todd did one of my tattoos during uh, COVID and it was weird. I mean, the shop was just like completely like it was different. You know, you can only yeah. have one person in there at a time. Mm-hmm. You have to wear a mask the whole time. It's not really comfortable, but nope. You know, I always, I always try to support my friends when I can, if I can. So, oh yeah. Like now, right. Especially in this time, like I am very lucky to have a job that I've kept the entire time. So like, I'm a cheap Norwegian Irishman, cheap, but like (laughs) cheap, but like I throw five bucks in the tip jar for the baristas. I mean, I, you know, five bucks can go a long way for those people. Like for me, I appreciate that as somebody in the service industry. Exactly. Like I'm not going out. I'm not like. Anytime, like the last few times I gotten pizza, I've tipped those people like five, ten bucks. I mean, it's the it's the little things that could help somebody along the way. Um, yeah, for sure. You, you talked about moving to LA, like what you, a little bit, but like <laughs> why LA? I mean, I understand you didn't like necessarily what was going on in the city you were at, but like, what made you decide to pull up anchor and go to LA versus a Kansas City or like? uh austin texas something like that like um well <laughs> that's a really good question i'm going to be i know i i asked the I'm good gonna, ones i'm gonna I be really should. candid um oh shit i i love la because i hate the winter like i huh? moved here because i knew that i would never ever ever have to see snow again and right yeah. now it's Oh, hey, my friend Anthony has just stopped by. I'm doing a moped podcast. Oh, it's... Uh, Hi, Anthony. He also has a boat. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I um, I moved here because I hate winter, and uh, I fell in love I with fuck- L.A. when I came here. I really liked the grittiness of it, and, like, I liked that there was a culture here, and there's spicy food, and there's spicy people, and being in Portland... and. I can sit here and we can do a whole podcast on how much I hated Portland, but there's really no need for that because I appreciated the time I was in Portland because it, it showed me a lot about what I do need for myself and sunshine is something I absolutely cannot live without. Oh yeah. I felt like I was drowning in Portland. It was very dark. Mm -hmm. The winters were really dark and lonely and isolated. And one of my biggest problems with Portland was that as a bartender, the city didn't have as much of a pulse that I was used to from mm-hmm. philadelphia like i'm used to the busiest time of the bar being like from 10 to 2 mm-hmm. and what 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 would happen in portland is that i would see that there'd be like shifts of people and maybe because weed is so like regular there that people mm-hmm. just get tired and they go to bed but like <laughs> i would be a closing bartender on friday saturday and thursdays and sometimes it would be dead after 11 30 Oh, wow. And I'm like, I can't deal with this. Like I yeah. need, I need to be more, I need more 
of a pulse. And so yeah. when things started happening in Portland with the feds and mm-hmm. I knew that the winter was coming, uh, me and my partner decided to camp for a, a month and then make our way down to LA, um, to see if things would work out here. And unfortunately they're not working out very well here, but, Aww. um, we were able to purchase a boat, which I have now. And, uh, you know, having a boat has always been my dream to live on a boat. Um, Pippin unfortunately hurt his knee, so he can't really be on the boat right now. Um, he literally can't even get on it. So, Oh, trust um, me. Yeah. Leg injuries are the worst. Yeah. He basically took his kneecap and smashed it against like the sidewalk as if it was a Pringle. And so now he's got like a metal plate in there and he's had this cast and he's doing physical therapy. And, um, we had moved in with Chris and Hillary, uh, from the Wooly Bullies, um, into a really affordable space. But now I'm making the transition into moving onto the boat, which is where I'm talking to you from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Pippin is um, back on the uh, East Coast with his parents, just healing up and and seeing like what he can do because he can't get a job out here right now because mm-hmm. he literally can't stand. He's he's like a cook. Okay, so, yeah, um, it makes it pretty damn hard to um, cook if you can't stand. Yeah, he literally can't stand. So yeah. um, he's out there healing, and I'm out here. We love you, the boat. <laughs> yeah, We sure do. Um, yeah, like trust me, I after my accident, not being able to stand or even sit, and not being in pain for, yeah, I I I, I feel them. Um, so you talked about moving down there. Like, what's mopeding? Where do you where, where do you keep your bike? Where's mopeding like for you today? Um, so right now, my both of my mopeds are in, uh, um, Chris and Hillary's garage, and they'll probably be there for at least the next month. Um, I am trying to actually sell my free spirit because I want it here and it got me here and I feel like I don't appreciate it and it needs to be loved because I'm obsessed with my sex. I'm never, ever going to, I'm never, ever going to get rid of Dean, my bike. Um, but Lucas is the name of my pook. Um, I actually have a friend from Boston who recommended a friend in San Diego who wants to buy it. So, um, Anthony, the guy that just stopped by who also has a boat, he's trying to go down to San Diego sometime next month. So I think we're going to have like a little secret moped meetup. Nice. <laughs> That's on awesome. moped trade. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should be pretty fun. Um, What's riding been like out there for you? Have I know talking to a few people, like I know Los Chupacabres is they're kind of doing their thing right now. Like mo, I think it was the bar lose or something like that. Everybody met, would move. Oh, waltz, waltz. Waltz. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Waltz. Yeah. I'm, Trust me, they better get this fucking like vaccine out real quick because I'm like you when it comes to wintertime, I'm going to fucking start going nuts. I'm going to be like taking 5,000 milligram of vitamin D and like I'm going to go crazy. I'm, I need to go ride somewhere. So like I told David or somebody like I'm going to fly out some weekend. I don't care if you guys are in fucking quarantine or not. Get me a bike. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, riding around here is always delightful, except when it rains. And, and that's, well, that's just anywhere, because- though. Mm, but no, it's not like that in Portland because when it rains, the puddle cutters still cut puddles. They're still out there. <laughs> they don't give a flying crap. They will literally be out there every Wednesday. But here, it's really not the roads that are bad. It's the people that are driving. People don't know how to drive here in the rain. And it gets really scary. People are sketchy. They'll stop using their blinker. Mm-hmm. Everybody drives like 90 miles an hour here anyway. And so um, I've kept my riding to a minimum um, mostly because I'm very interested in, this is, I hate saying this, I'm going to get so much shit for it, but I'm really interested in converting my moped into an electric bike. Um, 
I really would love to have Dean to just be. No, no, no. Leave Dean alone. Leave <laughs> Dean alone and just do it to another bike. Do it to another bike. I just really want to have like an electric motor with, with uh, coaster brakes, though. <laughs> He's so sick. <laughs> hey, it's your bike. Do whatever you want. Just don't top to like, don't take a non top take bike and talk tank it that drives me nuts like no i don't i don't i don't i only dean is my true top tank she's yes yes if it came as a top tank leave it a top tank yes i totally agree with you on that um so you're selling out and you're going electric it was nice knowing you in the moped community Uh -uh. i'm still like an authority on the 5051 t engine people still ask me all the time (laughs) (laughs) um actually you want to hear something really quick um yes are really um, long whatever i don't care it's your it's your forum it's not that long of a story but i i really love telling the story for anybody who hasn't heard it but when i went out to portland to visit for the first time i was i went to a puddle cutters rally it was the nothing to prove rally which was really funny to me because i had so much to prove at that point especially yeah. with mopeds um and i loved portland because the the rally was in august and august is a very sunny beautiful wonderful time in portland it's it's the best time to go there if you're gonna ever go totally go in august well yeah um it's a sunny and the days are like 40 hours long and you're just like there's <laughs> mushrooms everywhere and everyone's smoking weed and cracks legal who cares like whatever, <laughs> <Everybody's> <laughs> cracks just, legal whatever. it's great <laughs> so anyway um i went out there and i remember it was calvin buzzard's birthday Awesome. And I guy. love him so much. And he is always just such a delight to be around. And we were at this place called the Fixin' Two. And we we're all outside and we were singing happy birthday to him, taking pictures and everything. And I heard this voice and I was like, wait a second. I was like, I know that voice. Who, where is this? And I was in a crowd of people. So I'm like trying to look for this voice. And it was the voice of the person that taught me via YouTube how to fix my sex. 505 engine and it was Travis tutorial mm-hmm. and I had never met him in real life and so I just followed his voice and I was like hey are did you have like a video on on YouTube about a sax engine he was like mm, yes I did and I was like oh my god I was like you are the one I was like I think I have that video memorized and Travis so- actually talked about this experience on his podcast which is awesome <laughs> it was one of the most amazing heartfelt moments I'd ever had and, you know Travis is also from Pennsylvania like myself yeah so it felt so weird that we had probably passed each other millions of times well not millions but hundred maybe a dozen times I'm an exaggerator yeah. um you know especially with moped stuff but I was able to figure out who he was from his voice and yeah. uh I really loved that moment that was a really nice moment yeah in it's such a it's such a small world the moped community like I ran into Travis's cousin in South Carolina with Charlie and Becca Buzzard at breakfast. Like that is wild. Yeah. We were, it was, yeah, we were at some breakfast joint and we were out, we were dining outside and this kid asked, uh, asked us sitting at the table. He's like, are those your mopeds? And like, I had gotten done riding, but they weren't mine technically. And like, Charlie and yeah. Becker are like, yeah. They're, he goes, do you know Travis Johnson? And they're like, yeah. And like, we're, and he goes, yeah, that's my cousin. They're like, we've stayed at his house. Like, it just, that is hilarious. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's freaking rad. Um, no, no, life, life is so rad. Like, I was going to ask you a few general questions. 
when was the first time you wanted to quit mopeds? Cause we've all had that moment, you know, mopeds are dumb. I hate them all. Okay. How do I fix this? But like, do you remember your first time wanting to quit mopeds? Uh, I do. I actually remember exactly the moment. Um, I think it might've been really the only moment that I've ever had where I was just like ready to be done. Mm-hmm. I had rode my uh, moped. I rode Dean to work, which was in Philadelphia. I was living in South Philly and I was working in old city, like where the Liberty Bell was not a really hard ride, very flat, really easy. Usually take me like 10, 15 minutes to get to work. I got into work. I locked it up. Um, and I had a really long night. I think I didn't get out of there and out of my job because I managed a pizza place at the time. I don't think I got out of there until like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And something had happened where I think my brakes were like stuck or something. Cause I tried to ride it and it would start, but I couldn't go. Like it wouldn't go anywhere. The mm-hmm. wheels were locked. And so I remember calling Nick Pisswell from Legion and being like, dude, do you want this moped? Because I'm going to leave it here on the side of the road. Like, I'm, Oh no. It's, and he was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. And he literally talked me out of not um, taking it, not just leaving it. And I wound up walking most of it to my house. I walked it to a place where I knew that there was a camera on it because my friend had a camera like pointing out her window and I locked yeah. it on her corner. But it was so heavy. You know, that bike is really, really heavy to push when it yeah. is not working. And so um, I went back the next day and I, I wound up bringing it to the Legion shop. And I think it might have been Max that fixed it for me. Uh, I don't remember, but we did a lot of work on it. And was it the case that you had never really, you had never really done any maintenance at that point to Dean and everything had kind of caught up to you? I think what had happened was, yeah, actually I remember it was right after I painted it. And I remember I thought that I had might've put some stuff on wrong. Um, so I think that that's what happened because I, I, I can't remember if it was Max or, or Nick or, Emery but it was one of them mm-hmm. who was like oh this doesn't go here and I was like oh oops <laughs> like I didn't know sorry but you know I don't it wasn't something it wasn't something inside of the engine I remember that because I have a seven piece clutch on that bike and a lot of those sax engines are five piece mm-hmm. so I remember having to explain to them that it was seven not five because they were like well there's all this extra stuff and I was like yeah. no 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 that's not that's actually supposed to be there (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why there's seven piece clutches but i don't also know why the person who designed a sax engine ever did it in the way that they did because it's a really terrible design so (laughs) and you keep riding it and now you want to make it electric but we're not judging we're not judging yeah (laughs) i just you know as a bartender i don't want to smell like gasoline when i do get to go uh, back to work and i have to light stuff on fire (laughs) you want to know what the trick is that i found this year you get that iPhone, the strawberry stuff. You don't smell like too stroking. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. The swear to God. In there. No, I swear to God. Like you don't smell. At least you don't smell as bad. Like, and it also works as like incense in your shop too. Cause all I do now is huh. like crack the lid and it smells like strawberries in my garage. It's fucking great. Um, I can get down with that. <laughs> yeah. And like people, people always said to me, well, how much is it a court? I get a deal, but like if, people would walk into your local scooter shop in Minneapolis. Um, it's 20 bucks and people are like, Oh, that's a lot of money. I'm like, I don't drink, dude. I got, I can blow money. On <laughs> this is your splurge. Yeah. What, like, um, how much do you have to put in there to make it just 50? Nice? It's just 50 oh. to one ratio. Just like everything oh. else. Like, yeah, it just, well, well bad, no, it's but... just right. It's normal two cycle oil, but they, but, but it I smells pwned, like strawberries. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I see. I see. I didn't yeah. know if it was an additive or no, you know. no. And it's French too. So it's either really good or really fucked up. So one of the two, um, what's Freedom the farthest, <laughs> what's the <laughs> farthest you have traveled to go to a moped rally from your home base? Um, it was Portland or LA. I don't know which one is farther. Honestly, okay. I went, I don't from Philadelphia, I guess the Los Angeles would be farther. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can get there, but I couldn't tell you the miles like. Well, I, I flew. So driving. Yeah. Cause I've done that too. Like I've cheated, like, you know, it's awesome to be able to fly to a rally and show up and get a loaner bike and whatever. Like I've done that. I've done that. It is cheating. It's totally <laughs> cheating, but I mean, I've done, I've, I did that in the Southeast this past summer. Like I drove out to Richmond hung out with all those guys and down to uh, Columbia, but I, I also, love Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. Those, that whole, Everybody there is so fucking super nice and welcoming. Um, that's where I was gonna so, move before Portland. Moping. I was like, gonna move to Richmond. Where I I have been, like I'm an I still always feel like the constant outsider. But like, I've been welcomed with open arms. Fucking Mike from Hot and Ready's. He wanted to throw a ride for me in Chicago because I was gonna be driving through there. But I'm like, dude, um, Rona's happening. I'm not gonna go into Chicago. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, Chicago is bad for a little bit. I talk to a friend out there all the time. Uh, do you hear that? It's my dog coughing. <laughs> um, I totally didn't hear that because for some reason my headphones cut out. Um, but that's okay. What was I going to say now? Um, so what is the dumbest thing you've wanted for your moped? Rona happened. You didn't go to Chicago, yeah. What? Oh, you're happy I didn't go to Chicago? Yeah. The dumbest thing I, I would want? <laughs> that you bought, that you have purchased for your moped. The dumbest thing I purchased for my moped. Yep. Uh, hmm. Um, I know. I know what it is. Um, when I when I stripped the tank and I repainted it, I couldn't find uh, original Eagle Three decals, so I bought like seven Eagle Two, so I can put them on the side. They're new old stock, but they don't even stick. So that's oh. definitely the dumbest thing that I ever bought because I spent a lot of money on them. Oh, they didn't stick. But now I'm gonna like probably have somebody like sign painted on there with like some really nice letters. That's awesome. Um, my first same friend Marie, like she has kind of a rare um Vespa uh Vespa C a Monte Carlo Miami edition. Oh yeah, like I'll send I'll get her, I'll send you pics. Um or if you just look at anyways, it's a really clean bike, but like she it didn't have the graphics to it. Um, so she bought the graphics from somebody in France. And had them shipped over, but they were new old stock, but they were old, but it was so old, the glue didn't work anymore. So she got like, Marie, we're ready to leap for a spicy boys rally. Actually, Marie's trying to put these, uh, put these graphics on. I'm just like, Marie, you can't do that right now. We gotta leave. But know that, um, there's a girl, I found this out, um, uh, later after I had bought the, the decals, her name's Becky Locke. I think 
she lives i think in detroit um and she makes decals she can make them for awesome. people like yeah. brand new so um the next time i do attempt that i'm gonna hit her up and be like hey please do this correctly for me because i never want to like peel a crispy label off ever again oh that's always so the... infuriating <laughs> that's and and getting the graphics on right that's always like and i've been putting freaking vinyl on since i was tw i mean i'm not a pro by any means but like through racing and stuff like that i put a lot of vinyl on i get very nervous doing that and putting on uh crank bearings on my hob for my crankshaft for my hobbits like yeah I always, like, I always feel like i'm about to fuck them up for some reason even though i've done dozens um the thing that always makes me feel like I'm going to fuck up my moped is when I have to change the tubes in my gazelle tires because getting the gazelles off are so, it's so difficult. I use a heat gun now. Um, Todd mm -hmm. taught me a trick to soften them up and literally use a heat gun to get it off and it works. But I, oh, yeah. I hate that. I hate it. I would, <laughs> with, I, I came from a uh, world of racing long before mopeds and that was actually certain tires we'd have to do that to have to put them in a press and then just take a blowtorch just so they yeah. unlock from the from the wheel lockers it was such and like i've yeah i know so many dumb tire tricks <laughs> when it comes to stretching stuff out like um what's your dumbest moped repair uh let's see dumbest moped repair like dumb as like I shouldn't have done it, or dumb as it like how did this happen? Dumb. <laughs> Dealer's choice. <laughs> well, I'm a Gemini, so I better make a decision. Um, <laughs> I would say God, that's such a it's a really tough one. Um, I think one of the worst dumbest things that I tried to do was when I tried to kit my bike. Okay. Um, I really like my engine stock, especially Dean. She doesn't need, she doesn't need much. She, she'll go like 36 to 40, you know, mm -hmm. she eats hills. So I got, I bought a kitted, um, I bought a kitted engine in Austin when I went to the Shanks rally and I had it shipped home. And um, the reason I'm going to say it's the dumbest repair is because at my rally, at the national rally, um, something happened in which I had never seen this before. And a lot of the people that were there had never seen it before. Basically the engine had gotten so hot that the, <laughs> that the gasoline in the carb bowl, it was a bing was boiling up into the gas tank. And everybody that. was like, have you seized your engine? And I was like, no, <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. They're like, you better get off this bike now it's gonna yeah. explode and so i had my um club mate aaron take it and uh it was actually supposed to be the lot of the ride that hales and i were leading to the beach which was like the spot that we planned this whole ride and she had to do it all of herself but i was really proud of her she really slayed it yeah, um yeah. i wound up getting to the after party on one of those little electric like bird scooter things <laughs> <That's> so fucking <laughs> But I had taken a bunch of acid, so I was just like, oh, I hope I don't you made die. It, there. <laughs> it was the best ride ever. <laughs> I was slowing down traffic. I didn't give a flying crap. I was going down MLK. And then I met, actually, it wound up working out really well because the girl that I had 
the girl that was hosting the after party, which was, I'm not sure if you saw it, but we had this like rooftop party with like a hot tub and like these beautiful views. And it was my friend Kitty, who I freaking love. And she, um, she was actually really happy that I had gotten there early because she needed a lot of help setting up. So it wound up being a really great time for me. Were you tripping balls pretty hard or was it? It wasn't that bad, honestly, because I felt really responsible, you know, for like <laughs> people that were there. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember there was one point where somebody I was in the hot tub because Kitty was like, go. You, she's like, you've been working your ass off. Just go in the hot tub. Go hang out. Go be good. And I was like, OK. So I went in the hot tub and this one guy, I'm not going to mention who it was because it was an embarrassing moment for them. But this one guy, uh, they started to get naked and I stood up. And I was like, no, not at my rally. You're not going to do anything to make anybody feel uncomfortable. I'll have your ass kicked out of this place immediately. Yep. And then he was like, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he left. And then everybody started applauding me. And then I was tripping balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. yeah, I'm yeah, I'm jealous of the responsible drug users that can actually be a, a part responsible? of. Dude, you were being a part of like I was. I don't, I can't do anything because I'm a fuck when I'm tripping or. It's, I think it was the Philly in me, you know? Could be. It was just the South Philly in me coming out saying, no, 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 no. Nobody's getting nude. <laughs> Nobody wants it, to see it, your old ass get nude. <laughs> um, and I, I asked this now and again, and I'll, it sounds like you've had a lot of experiences. Like, do you remember the first time you felt that moment in mopeds where you're like, fuck. I can't believe I'm part of this right now. It could be a, a solo ride. Like this happens to me a lot. And this is why I love mopeds all the time. Like, you know, I've heard it called a couple different things. Like I always call it like touching the sky or whatever, but like where just everything's right. Everything's right with the world in that moment. Like it's, it's very Zen for me. Like, and that's, I love fucking mopeds. Like it was, a, it was a part of me. I love motors and I love the acceleration of speed. It was a part of me that was missing for like 15 years at least because it like, I, and I t- told you a little bit, like I came from a racing world. I'm a, I jokingly tell people I'm a washed up. Never was. I could have been something in auto sports, but like my parents weren't millionaires and like I was in some bad accidents and it didn't happen. But like once I got on a Shane Johnson from the casseroles wrecked my life because I got, I, I had mopeds, but I got on a fast moped and like that part of me was back and like, yeah. what, what was your first time you can remember that? I mean, I've had so many moments that have happened solely because of mopeds that I am incredibly grateful for, but I remember it was 2017. It okay. was the Wooly Bullies 10 year anniversary here. I had booked my flight out to Los Angeles um, with basically no, I I booked it a week before the rally and I booked it like with no plans at all. Um, I had basically had a job at the time I was bartender at a um, beer garden and I had told them in the beginning of the year when they hired me that I'm vegan. So I was like, at that point I was like, I will serve burgers. I will serve pork chops, whatever, but I can't do a pig roast. I can't do it. I literally can't handle it. I told my boss that. And I said, you can't, I, she was like, well, every labor day we have a, a pig roast. And I was like, well, you have to make sure that I'm not working that day. Cause I literally yep. can't do it. It's just a boundary that I have. And 
uh, I'm, I'm not a very vocal vegan like that, but that's one yeah. thing I can't handle. Right. So I, the I, week, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm, I don't care what people eat, but I don't want to see a dead animal in front of me. Like it's just not what I want to, especially when I'm working around yeah. knives, you know, it's well, not my it, thing. It's like me and alcohol. Like I love being around it. Just don't make me do a keg stand. I mean, come on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I could definitely be around me, but I just yep. don't want to see a, a pig like that. And I, just, I hear you. It's not my thing. So I had made this very aware to my boss before we, I even got hired. I, I like pulled her aside and I was like, you cannot let me work at this. I can't do it. So the week before Labor Day, I was under the assumption that I was off because yep. I was not going to work this day. And she was very well aware of that. I checked in with her the week before. She said, like, fine. Well, that week, I guess some, a bunch of people quit or something. And she had said to me, oh, well, we need you to work. And I said, I'm not, I can't, like, I literally yeah. can't. I don't care if you have to fire me or whatever. Like, I can't. And so in order to make myself unavailable, I booked my ticket to, to Los Angeles. That's so um, fucking rad. And so... When I went to this rally, I was um, I was dating somebody at the time who had met me out there, and we had a really great time. Yeah. And um, I wound up winning the free spirit, um, nice. and that was probably the best moment of my life. I never ever had won a moped before then, and I couldn't believe that was happening in LA. And I was so happy in LA. I couldn't believe that. And everything happened the way it did it. Everything fell into place. And I felt so magical. And then the next week I went to the spicy boys rally and then I won that bike. <laughs> <laughs> so it was wild. I remember like working four days in a row, taking four days off and then going back to work for three days and then being back in Kansas city. And I'm being like, what, what day is it? Where am I? Who am I? Where are these bikes going to go? How am I going to come home? But I wound up picking up the bike from uh, Dwayne and the Spicy Boys when I traveled over in my minivan. Yeah. So, what um, made you decide to even go to the Spicy Boys rally? That seems like you know me being the conservative <laughs> Minnesota person, and I totally threw that out this window this year. But like, oh, we'll make our big trip to LA this year, and then there'll be no more trips. But like, why'd you go like LA, Philly, Kansas City? Like, how come you were doing all that traveling? Well, Kansas City to me. Um, a lot of people know this, but, um, if, if anybody doesn't, I think this is like one of my most Terran moments. Um, I booked my ticket to Kansas city before I had even known where it was. Like I didn't know where so Kansas city happy. was. <laughs> so I didn't realize it was smack dab right in the middle of the country. Like it literally yeah. is yeah, yeah, seriously in the middle smack dab in the middle of the country. So I remember looking online and Lucy was like, I'm coming, I'm going, like, you should go, please go. Like, it would be so nice to have you. And I was like, well, I don't have like a tent. She's like, I got a tent. Like, you can sleep in my tent. Brent can sleep in his tent. Like, what's fine? I was like, all right. And she was like, I've got booze for you. Just like, come just book the dinner. I was like, all right. Like the ticket was like $126. I had a really good weekend the, the, the week before. Yeah. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go. And I went and then I won the bike and I made so many friends there. I met Sharon and Ed there who are like yeah. my homies from Omaha. I met so many different people I have never met before because that Midwest, that Midwest scene is really strong and they yeah. support each other out there. Yeah. Um, Midwest. And, and I can't, and I don't want to overstep my boundaries because I'm still like only a couple of years in the scene around here. The Midwest between Kansas city, Omaha and Minnesota, they really travel to each other and, and South Dakota, um, they, sure they, do, really, yeah. they travel to each other's rallies really well. Um, 
and like yeah that's that's they really do a good job supporting each other yeah i met a lot of friends out there um and i won the bike and there's a video i'll send it to you when we're done with the podcast but it yeah it's one of the videos it actually is the video that i watch when i'm really really upset so i've watched this video a lot this this year because it's been a rough year but it's the video of me winning the bike in kansas city and the crowd going wild and then me starting the bike and Dwayne's like right there smiling and it was just like <laughs> such a surreal moment mainly because the first ticket they pulled they threw away and then they pulled my ticket and I won and oh, I wow. couldn't I couldn't believe it it felt so amazing I wound up actually um I wound up how, sorry I wound up sorry about that my somebody called me okay. um so I wound up selling that bike to a really good friend of mine in Portland who is like a scooter guy um, the scooter and the moped scenes in Portland are really interconnected. Um, yeah. So, sorry, I had to get rid of the so call again. Um, so, um, this person, his name is Ben. He's been a very good friend for me. Um, he really wanted the bike, and I really wanted to sell it to somebody that was going to love it and appreciate it the way that I did. Yeah, yeah. And he does. He absolutely does. He's got it alongside of his beautiful Vespas and... Um, his beautiful scooters he rides them like all the time and uh i'm actually really happy i sold the bike to him because it really kind of solidified our friendship and i became better friends with him and he's he's a really awesome person in portland um nice really happy to have met him um yeah i'd like to see i'd like to see that around here a little bit more the scooter and moped people get along it seems it at least in minnesota what i've seen I'm not going to, I, it's very divided. And like people will tell me one thing or another. I don't care. Like that's what it's like in Philly too. And it's mm -hmm. not a bad thing. It's just that the scooter people are tend to be in Philly. They tend to be like the Lambretta people and the mm -hmm. Lambretta people are very like, and it's not a bad thing. It's an older thing. They don't, they aren't as inclusive with younger don't people. Don't pass them on rides. Like I learned that, <laughs> like don't pat, like, you know, moped people were blast. We're fucking ripping. Like, I was down, yeah. I was down at a, a ride this fall in Lawrence, Kansas. And like, I would just sit in the back and just fucking rip up past everybody. And just like, I like to think I'm a safe rider. I've had people tell me I'm a safe rider, but like some people didn't like that. I was bad. And these were scooter. People. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, and I've, heard, I've heard that from other scooter people. Like they don't like passing and group. Okay. No, they definitely they definitely don't um we have a we have a prospect in our club in the cutters right now his name's barney i freaking love this kid he is a brother from another mother he's from chicago he's super sassy and he's got one of the loudest scooters i have ever heard in my life it literally you me. can hear it coming down for a mile away yeah and we knew that he was a moped person from day one he's in the um the moped club in uh, Portland is called twist and play. And okay. Kristen is their president. And she's actually in our, she's a prospect in our moped club too. Um, so there's a lot of like intermingling and the only other place that I've really found that to be is in Richmond. Um, with the say, seven like, Hills. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and with all the boys, the rebel rousers and, and smog and well, who's black, left black. the smog and black, black. Yeah. Like they're really bonded in that way. And you don't see that in a lot of other cities, really, even yeah. not even here. Like people have scooters, but people have scooters here for convenience. They don't have them for the passion or for mm -hmm. like the culture that surrounds it. Um, people just have them because they're easy and whatever. But um, 
the people that do have mopeds here, I will say in LA, it's not that they're opposed to scooter people. It's just that the scooter people don't have that behind them. Like they don't have that like drive behind them. They don't, they don't really want to do scooter stuff, you know, like hardcore, you know, like how moped people do. Scooters, at least newer scooters is, um, it's a mode of transfer it's a mode of transportation versus a lifestyle like you get yes. vintage mopeds because like you have to like to feel miserable a lot to own a moped <laughs> because you will but you also know the joy and the satisfaction of mopeds as well um before 100 before rona shut down flash shut the world down let's rewind 11 months what were the hmm. rallies you were looking forward to going to in 2020 I really wanted to go to Chicago this year. Um, I really wanted to go to Detroit this year. And I actually had to cancel my trip. My The only moped rally I had actually planned to go to that I bought tickets to go to was um, the Goatheads um, out in New Mexico. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was, was going to be the secret lit one this year. Because like, hey, yeah, it was. <laughs> I know Chad Burke was planning on going to that. And I like... I was tempted. Like I was already, I was already reaching out to people like, um, it's winter in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> you don't know me. And this was before the podcast. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> do you think I, um, I'm nobody in the moped community. Can I get a bike? Um, but like then all of a sudden, Oh shit. This like, I got back from Tampa and like all of a sudden shit got serious. Yeah. I really regret not going to Tampa, but did you see that video I put together of the Tampa rally? I yeah. saw like every, I literally watched for like months after. Cause I felt no. like, I was like, I really messed up. Like, no, I really like, I put went to like, rally. A, a, like actually I didn't, my little niece did who I love to death. <laughs> um, I put a against me song together with like pictures of the Tampa rally. I don't know if I, I did see that one actually. It's I don't on, know if I, it's on my Instagram page. I will like when we're done, like I fucking about welt. I about cried when I saw it, like saw it with the song together. And like, I had about four or five people like I didn't get emotional. You got emotional, like that type of deal. Like I have a really good friend. That's um, friends with Laura Jane. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely send it to her too. Well, I didn't get copyright permission. So let's keep it hush hush. Okay. Maybe I won't then. Yeah. I'm like, not making money on it, so keep it shush. Um, I'll be like, guess what, Lauren? Nobody makes money from mopeds. So. That's <laughs> th- yeah, exactly. Um, so what? Let's pretend we're not going to pretend. Let's be positive that the world okay. is going to start to kind of become normal again in the next ninety days, and like we start to see rallies happen after memorial after memorial yes like i would love that like that's that's my new positivity you know stamp let's give it five months because you know what i i i had this conversation with a family member the other night like some people oh the science with the with the vaccine fuck it dude i'm getting it i want to go i'm getting the vaccine too i'm not like you know what i've and it was with it's really weird having the death talk with your mother um i understand yeah <laughs> yeah like like i told my i told my mom i'm like mom i'm probably not gonna live past 45 with the, how i've made mistakes in my life she goes jim you'll outlive all of us but like probably will <laughs> yeah um 
I talked about getting the vaccine. She goes, I'm getting it. And I think you should too. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. Like I'm going to, I want to live life. If anything taught me from the past 36 months, go live life. And this will enable me to live life. So with that little ramble there, what are some places you want to possibly hit? sounds like Detroit. Life. Definitely Detroit. Um, I love I love my Detroit babies, and I really would love to be in Detroit. I'm not scared of that place at all. No, um, like that was my first rally. Like I really sound what was interested in was you probably won't get murdered. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh god, I was so, yeah. Um, I definitely would like. I mean, obviously, so the puddle cutters and. Um, Mosquito Fleet, the Seattle um, club, we usually go off back and forth year to year to make it easier. Same thing, creatures and land squids do that, I think, as yeah. well, or some other. A lot, a lot of California. clubs do that. It yeah. makes it a lot easier. So, obviously, um, whether, I mean, it is Seattle's turn to host a moped rally where we kind of help them or whatever. I would like to definitely hit up Seattle and support my, my people up there because they throw one hell of a rally. I will tell you that much. Um, Seattle rally, I mean, well, why don't you tell me a bit about that? Because like I've talked about this with other people on the West coast for me, at least. And I, again, I'm not behind the curtain, if you will, of moped army. Like there is a great West coast divide, you know, they joke, the running 100%. joke, the running joke was like the West coast block and moped army for years. But like, that's why I have so many people from the West coast on the podcast lately. Cause like I am fascinated with getting out there. Cause like, I've been out to the West coast a few times. I had nothing but rad experiences, but I want to ride bikes out there. So like, why don't you describe some of their rallies to us? To, to us um, so one of the things about Seattle that is pretty well known is that Brendan, um, I don't think he's the captain of the club anymore. I think he might've retired or something. He, um, he is known to plan Baker's dozen style rides for the rally. Awesome. It is Fuck going yes. to be like a hundred, 200 mile ride and you're going to die on it. No, nope. but yeah, literally yeah. <laughs> has planned these rides. And so though, when we went to um, Seattle, I had brought a bunch of bikes up cause I had my minivan and my club came up and brought a bunch of bikes and we actually rode. It was the coolest thing I think that I had ever done on a moped rally. We rode, our mopeds to a ferry and we wrote we parked them on the ferry and then we took the ferry to an island called bashan island and then we rode around bashan island on our nice. mopeds that's so it fucking was rad so cool yeah yeah. <laughs> and there was a bridge that like lifted and everything it was wild mm -hmm. i had never seen anything like that i mean but people definitely i mean i think it was it was one of the buzzards. I think it was Charlie Buzzard who actually shipped his bike out there yep. in a crate yep. to ride it around because people know that Brendan's rides are fucking wild. They are so long. They're four or five hours long. You're Great. a pain after. Yeah. yeah. So I think Seattle, if you want to ride, if you are a ride rider, oh, sorry, I dropped my phone. <laughs> you, um, you go to Seattle. I did yeah. not expect that at all. I was very shocked at the amount of riding we did there. Um, Seattle always supports Portland. Portland always supports Seattle. And then Portland and Seattle usually show up for the land squids in Sacramento. We went Sacramento rally last time was at a nuclear waste like place. I don't know. It was like a nuclear testing place. I don't know. Awesome. Like... That sounds terrifying, but whatever. <laughs> we, you know. we camped there. We, we, uh, 
we we <laughs> that place was lit. <laughs> Literally, everybody was gr- glowing green afterwards. You know, no big deal. Peeing so orange, people- whatever. So many people were literally like swimming in the water and we weren't supposed to. It was crazy. So, it looked like there was like the smokestacks like in the back of the Simpsons. I have no Christ, idea yeah. what it was called like Rancho Seco or something. Oh, yeah. Like so we I don't know if you I don't know if you were ever into boxing at all. There's the Klitschko brothers, they're Russian, like they dominated boxing for the last 15, 20 years. But um they grew up in near Chernobyl and their father was Russian military. And like yep had to go in during chernobyl like he goes we were kids swimming in the lake they're washing all the vehicles off from chernobyl running off in the lake and like these guys are no dum-dums by any means like batali glitchko knows like four languages he's in parliament now like it's just like what were we doing like and that but you know obviously they weren't moped people because we'll do that shit afterwards no big deal yeah like, like that's why i'm not afraid of the vaccine i've yeah. freaking part i rallied at a nuclear waste a yeah. decommissioned nuclear waste facility i don't yeah. even know what the hell it was called yeah i've torn my <laughs> fucking aorta off my heart and still lived so whatever yeah yeah we're good we're yeah good. I, i'm fucking <laughs> that's why like a vaccine is not gonna kill me i might grow yeah. a third, but whatever That'd be uh, sick though, right? It would. Then I could finally find that goddamn 10 millimeter wrench. Um, right? Or just have it, always have it in my hand so I don't lose it. You could um, just adjust your air screw while you're riding. <laughs> no, I'm, I am anti adjusting while you'll ride because you'll always fuck shit up. Like, don't That's even get, true. yeah, like, oh, <laughs> happened, happened to me this year on a ride. Um, so other than, Detroit, Chicago. Is there any like Atlanta? Atlanta, I want to go to too. Swoops, really? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't hung out with the Swoops, and um, my girl Izzy is down there, and she's a bartender too. And I really want to hang out with her. I was actually planning to go and visit in the spring of this year that happened, but you know, obviously everything got shut down. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get out to Atlanta for the Swoops rally because that's. That's what you always hear from everybody in the Southeast. You got to hit the Swoops rally. Like there's. Yeah. Have you ever been to a NOLA rally too? They're wild. Don't get me fucking going <laughs> on that. Because like I was so ready to go. And I would, again, me being that conservative. Oh, sure. I went too many places this year. Minnesota guy. Like I was ready to go. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't. And now I regret because I've never been to NOLA like oh yeah it's so crazy there oh my god it is the worst place to have a moped rally because imagine <laughs> instead of 50 people being drunk and belligerent you've got a whole city of people acting a fool the entire time nobody knows where they're going you just go there even if you don't do drugs or get drunk it's yeah. a wild time oh it's just i trust me i enjoy time. the i enjoy the shit show don't get me wrong by any means like and like <laughs> and you know as well as anybody else like you go to a city and you're on a moped it's a totally different experience versus just being a tourist it is i have this rule um a lot of people have asked me how i've been able to win mopeds and so much stuff at rallies and i have this rule that i usually the moped i usually try to get there on a thursday i don't like just being there friday saturday sunday i like to be there thursday friday saturday sunday sometimes even monday if i can you know i like to really ride it out but um, what I do is the, the raffle is usually on Saturday. And so yeah. I'll be there Thursday and Friday. And at that point, I, Saturday, we've had the really big ride. We've got all these really cool things. I usually take 
the amount of money that I would have paid for that experience had I been a tourist. And I apply it to the raffle because one, these clubs are feeding me. Yep. There's always a vegan option at these rallies. And I really appreciate that too. These people are giving me beverages. Beverages mm. are not cheap. I know from planning our rally, we had to reach out to so many sponsors to get even just discounts on, on kombucha and beer and stuff. So I understand that that is, yeah. that is an effort. And three, I'm getting more than a tourist experience. I am getting something that's so much better and more unique than anybody on one of those double-decker buses, anybody yeah. on one of those bicycle tour things will ever get. And so I apply what I would have paid to experience those things to the raffle. And I feel like regardless of whether or not I win, it makes me feel good to give the club back that money because they really gave yeah. me a great time. And I know not everybody can afford it. And right no, now, no, I mean, but Karen, you bring it. up a great point. Like, and I, I'm a avid person of like trying to find places to stay and be cheap. And like, I get like, I'll buy 40 bucks worth of raffle tickets. Cause like, what the fuck, what is 40 bucks versus like exactly. how much I didn't have to pay for a hotel or this, that, exactly. or the other thing. Like, or if like I'm flying into someplace and I'm staying at it, if I'm staying at somebody's house, you best bet I'm buying you at least a dinner. Like exactly. Last, yeah. Or last cleaning I, the house. <laughs> I'll, I'll, clean, I'll clean up. I'll clean up my space. I ain't going to clean, but like Charlie and Becca, I was out in, in Columbia, I think it was in September or something like that. I'm like, Hey guys, let's go out to eat somewhere, but we got to go somewhere Southern as fuck as I put it. And they brought me to a place and like, and <laughs> because like, I'm like, it can be franchise. That's fine. But it's gotta be Southern. And they took me to right. a place that feels good. And like, I grabbed the bill and Charlie's like, oh, no, no, I'll pay. And I see it's like 27 bucks to feed three people. I'm like, Oh no, don't worry. I got this guys. I got this. Like, you guys spent $27 on a vegan pizza tonight. So yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> daddy's okay. I got this. Like it was just, that's one thing I love about the South. It's so fucking cheap for everything there. Like it sure is. It sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but God, I can't thank you enough. We'll chit chat a little bit of, on a few things after the podcast, Aaron, but I sure. got to thank you so much for coming on second chance moped podcast and know what everybody I forgot to talk about. I think I did, but it was kind of a cluster at the beginning. Don't forget to check out second chance moped podcast on Facebook. We got groups, we got pages, uh, second chance pod on the Instagram and second chance moped at gmail.com. Again, second chance moped at gmail.com. Also, there's going to be another zoom gathering. Um, Chad Burke and I are putting it on for the new year's Eve. It's going to be kicking off. I believe I'll probably get the room going around eight thirty central time night. It'll be just check the stuff on Facebook. Chad's been putting out the invites. Um, everybody's welcome to be part of, I'll be out in my garage the whole time with the zoom chat. Um, I got to thank my great guest this week, Taryn from the Puddle Cutters. Yeah, and, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, mopeds are dumb. <laughs>